0: Night Protection Services, for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Yeah, it's interesting that battle was going on and, you know, and especially in the beginning when you were like, of course I love myself, but then you realize that dialogue was going on still and knowing just the patterns of narcissists and how they work and you said like the last straw was him just being very disrespectful. Was that kind of the the mantra of everything that happened during the relationship was he still had this, you know, I'm bonding over us, hating you, but you're no longer hating yourself. So was he just still constantly on that path of, you know, talking down to you and and doing that? And were there any like relapses, I guess, of like, okay, maybe this is who I am and, you know, I, I am, you know, what he's saying I am, or was this always just a power through and if it was a power through, how did you do that? How did you continually tell yourself that you are not those things when somebody's constantly telling you that you are?
1: I really ended up questioning everything that he said. He projected a lot onto me. So, projection is where it's actually a treat about you that you're putting on the other person, just for your listeners that might not know that he used to tell me I was really passive aggressive. He used to tell me these things. And one of the things about narcissists is when you are under their kind of their shadow or their wing, it's really hard to figure out what reality actually is. And so it was definitely a battle where I was questioning what he was saying because I'm like, is that really me? I don't feel like that's really me, but this is his experience of me. And what is the actual truth? And it honestly, it wasn't really until I got out from under that and got space. And that's one of the things I always recommend with my clients, especially if they think they're dealing with the narcissist. Like if you can get away, if you can get space, which I know is really hard when you're with a narcissist, especially if they're abusive, there's a lot of fear there, but that's so key to actually getting away and seeing these things. Immediately for me, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute. I remember everything. I'm not having short-term memory problems. You know, that was one of them. And also at one point he texted me his story of what I was doing to him and it was actually real time what he was doing to me. So that's just like a beautiful example of projection. Like you're doing this and that, and then you're acting this way. And I was like, can he not see that this is exactly what he's doing to me real time? And so I think. There was definitely some back and forth, right? I think it was my own fear, my own lack of like feeling worthy that kept me stuck or made me question those things. But as time went on, it just became really hard to believe I was really this person. He thought I was, which was maybe more accurate of my 19 year old self, but now I'm in my mid thirties. And realizing that I wasn't that person and to just really know authentically who I was. And that's why it's so important to do that work. I wish I would have done it the other way, you know, but yeah, to actually be able to just know authentically who you are or to have a sense of it so that somebody else can't tell you differently and to know that people change, right? So you could be somebody at 19 and that person could fit wonderfully with whoever you're with right now, but that changes over time. Like we change. We are not the same people that we were. And if the people that you're with can't learn and grow with you, that's usually a, a good red flag that it's time to
0: move on. Definitely. What were you doing career-wise during this relationship? Were you stay-at-home mom? Were you in the workforce? Did you have your own business? What was that dynamic like?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've had a lot of careers in my life. It's taken me a long time to get to my soul's purpose, which is what I do now. But I was a corporate recruiter for like 20 years and that was kind of my main gig. But then when I did have kids, I stayed home, but I was still working. That was another thing. I was never enough. Like nothing I did was ever enough. I was working my tail off. I kept doing things to evolve myself and grow, which was making it harder, you know, to actually believe and stay in the relationship. But yeah, I I've had like three part-time jobs at all at all time, it felt like, and a full-time job of being a stay-at-home mom at the same time.
0: I think that's just key for building into what you're doing now of, you know, how did that path start? Because a lot of times, you know, we talk about domestic violence has no bounds, it doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter your, your race, your age, your gender, it hits everybody. And it, you know, it's in everything. And so I think it's really key to know, like, I had a corporate job, I was a stay at home mom, or I, you know, I had these jobs, it's not just, you know, lower socioeconomic families where the mom is at home, and doesn't ever leave the house, or anything like that. So then, when you left how did your career transform did you stay in those three part-time jobs i mean now you're a single mom and have to provide for your kids how did that transform into you know what you're doing now
1: yeah well first i want to say what you're talking about on the outside a lot of times you think people's lives are perfect when i did leave my husband or I don't know, I went back and forth. He threatened to leave me. And then I ultimately left. But people were shocked because I put on a really good act. and made it look like I had the perfect suburban life. I was miserable on the inside. And that's that gap I talked about earlier. I actually read this book and was in this meditation class where we were talking about it. And that was just this huge wake up call for me of like, Wow, I should be happy on the inside and the outside. Those should really match better. And you know, during this whole time, like like I said, I've had a bunch of careers. I was always seeking. I knew that I was supposed to be making a difference. And I feel like I'm not unique in that way. I think we're all seeking what it is that we're supposed to be here to do, which is why it's so fun because now I actually help people figure that out. I realized now I was always an entrepreneur, and I think that was probably part of me and my ex's problem is that he was a very stable guy who believed in the corporate work model and working 40 hours a week and things had to look a certain way. And I have always had like multiple jobs at one time. And it's interesting because yoga was definitely a part of it. I do think that recruiting, I was working with people. So I think that was definitely part of my journey too. But Whereas I wasn't really helping the people. I was helping like the corporation and my degree is psychology. So I've always had this interest in helping people. I'm a natural healer. Like I've just always kind of known that. So it was a morphing situation through after I got divorced, my whole world imploded actually within a year, my marriage ended. I lost my corporate job. I moved. I had someone very close to me die on me very unexpectedly. Like I experienced all of the things that you possibly could, but I see now how they were all catalysts. I feel like the universe was like, Hey, here, let's just clear the path. Let's get you on your way. During that time, I did some energy healing training that helped my own natural abilities come online. And it was part of my own healing process. One of the things that I've learned about myself is I'm a wounded healer. I'm teaching what I need to learn. I'm learning what I need to teach. And so I was very resistant to coaching actually. And then people started showing up for me to coach. And it was always around my sweet spot. It was always around self-love, people wanting to know how to love themselves, how to really own who they are, how to set boundaries, like all the things that I was learning real time through my experience. So yes, And one of the things I'm here to do is learn how to have healthy, intimate relationships and to have them look in a way that is not traditional. I really do believe that we can create whatever it is that we want. So that's led me now into what I do, which is relationship coaching. But again, it
0: starts with self-love. It always starts with us. Definitely. So let's get into a little bit of what you're doing in your bio. We talked about your yoga instructor and your relationship coach. You're also an energy healer. A lot of people don't know what that is. So do you want to explain what energy healing is? Yeah. So we don't just
1: have our physical body. Everything is energy. In fact, even our physical body is just a denser form of energy. So we have these layers of energy within us and around us. You may have experienced it at some point. You might have walked into a room and felt something feel weird Maybe you've had tingles up and down your spine. Some people, they see colors around people. They actually see people's aura or energetic body. But our energy goes out much further than our physical form. And so it's just another way that we can work with healing ourselves and our body. So the energy modality that I mainly use is good for Clearing exactly the stuff that we're talking about right now. We, I believe that we come in here with an idea of something that we want to clear. Usually we have these core wounds and they are typically around not being enough or not being worthy. And then all of our situations and our relationships that we bring in to our awareness, our situation, our life, are there as the teachers to help us clear and heal these things to know that we are enough. And so by using this energy, it's a way that I can help clear or bridge awareness to what people are actually doing and just heal on a deeper level.
0: Awesome. I think that just a lot of people don't know what that is and they hear it and they're they think like, I don't know if I, you know, wanna. Get into that. So, I just think it's really important to explain what that is because when people just hear energy healer, they don't really know how to correlate that at all. Yeah,
1: it's all divine. So, what I do is in all the highest and best. Like, I can't do anything dark or bad. I think some people get fear around energy, and you don't even have to be able to feel it to have the effects take place. Like, some people are really sensitive, some people aren't. Some people just take really nice naps. But I mean, we are all working with energy all the time, whether we know it or not.
0: Definitely. So you're also a retreat leader. What types of retreats are you doing? Do you do like relationship retreats, marriage retreats, or is it more of that personal self growth types of retreats?
1: It's been transformational retreats for the most part, which I'm sure there will be some sort of pivot and shift into more relationship based retreats. But for the most part, up till this point, it's been women's retreats. Initially, I was advertising them as yoga retreats and then realized they're just so much more than yoga. Like yoga is definitely something that I incorporate into everything that I do. Actually, being with a group of people that can hold space for you, see you, hear you, love you, accept you for exactly who you are. Like there is something so powerful about that. So they've mostly been women retreats, but that's going through a little bit of a shift. I've got one that was supposed to be happening in Costa Rica in March, which is now next March, which is men and women. And then also I do create your own retreat, like create your own adventure. So you can get together your group of friends or just you individually. And we create something that really supports you and what you're wanting to work on and, and heal and grow.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. We were supposed to go to Costa Rica in May and then it got oh. pushed to September and now it's just not happening.
1: Sometime um, next year.
0: <laughs> yes. Next year, maybe, but no, that's awesome. And then I just want to get into a little bit, um, we're getting close to time, but I really want to get into if somebody came, you know, you, you're a new client and they reach out to you, what can they expect to get from coaching with you? So I work all the levels. So we do
1: mental emotional process. We do the energy work. And then I also do a lot of somatic work. I'm a trauma informed coach which means that we all have trauma is what I've realized and that it sits in our body. And so no matter how much we work on our mental emotional state, if we're not clearing it from our body, it gets really stuck there. It's in a deeper level of the brain. It's in the primal brain. And until we tell the primal brain that we're okay, it's stuck. And we repeat these same patterns over and over again. So it doesn't seem to matter what people come to me for. We always end up working on, them loving themselves, figuring out who they are authentically, what their soul's purpose is, what they really want from relationship, healing past relationship wounds, childhood wounds so that they can have a healthy relationship and really just more than anything, bringing their entire existence into some sort of alignment and flow. If you've ever had that feeling that things should be easier, that it shouldn't always be an uphill struggle why do things always happen to me? Right. That one, that, why does this always happen to me? Actually, you're probably recreating it over and over unconsciously in your experience. So yeah, I probably, one of the best compliments I've ever got from a client is that she now feels like she is cheating life. And because it's so good, we have this idea that we're supposed to in some way struggle or, feel bad. And that's not true. And I also truly believe that you can have your cake and eat it too. And I'm living proof of that. So I've done all this
0: work so that I can help other people do the same. That's awesome. Is there anything that uh, we haven't touched on that you want to talk about or that you just want to reiterate to our listeners?
1: I think the main thing is, since we're talking about, you know, narcissists and abuse is that abuse can look so many different ways. Trauma can look different ways. A lot of times I'll hear people say, oh, well, you know, I wasn't raped or anything major. No, you could still be experiencing trauma. If your body takes it in as trauma, it is trauma And it is affecting every area of your life. If you notice you keep repeating patterns, that could be why. If you feel really stuck, get help. Like you don't have to do any of this alone. And I think that's one of the... Things that us as humans do, we get really isolated in ourselves. We feel like we have to figure it all out, but there's people out there just waiting to support you, to cheerlead you into whatever it is that you want to experience in your life. And to know that that's your birthright. You didn't come here to suffer, you didn't come here to have a horrible experience. You came here to experience joy and bliss and gratitude. So if you're not doing those things, talk to somebody who can help you find your way.
0: Definitely. And I think that is just so important for people to realize of being alone. We are not a race. The human race does not like being alone. We are very pack mentality type of species. And yet we still... Assume that we are alone in this world and that nobody's going through these struggles that we're going through, when in reality, we're all going through the same thing. It might be different circumstances, but it all feels the same. It all transforms the same. So I think that, you know, that's really key for people to understand that you're not alone. You know, your circumstances may be different from somebody else, but the way that you feel and the way that you can get help is all the same. So uh, we have questions that we ask everybody that comes on the show. The first one is, what are your goals for the next year?
1: Oh, goodness. Well, my goals kind of changed with this pandemic right now. But more than anything, I'm, I'm in a big certification myself right now. So finishing that, I just started doing group programs around relationships. So really wanting those to take off. And I always have a goal of travel. I've been exploring locally. But yes, I have a wonder plug. So I need to get
0: out in the world and wonder at some point this year. Definitely. I do too. I'm like always planning trips and my husband's like, you know, we have to actually do work, right? (laughs) I'm like, no, we're good. We just can travel for the rest of our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so the next one is, uh, what would the new you say to the old you? Oh, well, the new me would say, love yourself.
1: Like really know that you are enough and know that you're worthy of whatever it is that you want, that you don't have to sacrifice and that you don't have to make your life look the way that you were told it should look. There's limited potential. So create whatever it is
0: that lights you up. Definitely. And then what is something that you can recommend to our listeners to help them through a tough time? Ask for help. I
1: think is probably the biggest thing. I wish I would have done that much sooner. I had this idea in my head that something was wrong with me or I was crazy if I went and sought help. And now I realize I could have saved myself a lot of pain and drama because now being a trained professional, it's like, yeah, I got tools and I want to share them with people and
0: help them be able to heal themselves. I love it. And then, what is a book, podcast, ebook, quote, anything really that you live by or that you think can help listeners get through whatever they're going through?
1: You know, I will just recommend the book that changed my life, which was The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. It's a pretty deep book. Just know if you're going to listen to it while driving, like maybe speed it up or take breaks because he's got a very zen voice. But he really was the one that got me to listen to those inner voices to realize I had this story going through my head all the time that was not loving or kind and really started to help me clear and become more mindful.
0: That's awesome. And then where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more from you or about you? Yeah, so I've got a website, veryblissful.com,
1: or you can find me on Facebook, Erin Berry Bliss, or out on Instagram as eberrybliss.
0: Awesome. Erin, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think that you gave a lot of great knowledge and insight, and I'm really happy that you were able to come on today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O-thriving-A-T-L or online at toothriving.org.